Oh, oh, oh. Santa Claus versus St. Nick. And an even more important question that I received on Instagram today. You know, we were preparing in our home December 6th, that's today. It's a big day for my kids because we make it the feast of St. Nicholas. And every year on the night before we put out our stockings, sometimes kids put out their shoes, we put out some cookies, some carrots, some milk, as you can see here in this picture. My kids set this out all ready to go. You can see the icon of the historic, real St. Nicholas right there. I posted this on Instagram. And by the way, if you're not following me on Instagram, you should. I do short live videos every once in a while. Yesterday I did a couple. It's Dr. Taylor Marshall at Instagram. Check it out. So I posted this and people interact with me over there. It's a lot easier interacting on Instagram than it is on YouTube. I don't know why. Um, but I posted this and a lot of people thought it was cool. And oh, you have family traditions and St. Nicholas. And like I said, our kids on the evening before, they get new pajamas. Because in Texas, where I live, it's about this time of year, beginning of December, when things get a little cold. And our kids don't have warm jammies through the year because we live in Texas. And by the time it gets to December, they've usually outgrown their previous year's jammies. So it's kind of become a tradition that on the Feast of St. Nicholas or the night before, they get presented with brand new pajamas. We put up the stockings. We talk about St. Nicholas. We put up the icon of St. Nicholas, which you can see right here. And then they hope that in the morning, they're going to get some candy. And they also get Lately, the last couple of years, they've been getting new shoes. They could be sports shoes or church shoes. Again, they grow out of shoes like you wouldn't believe. So that's kind of our family tradition. And people said, hmm, is this legit? Is this heresy? Santa Claus? Are you lying to your children? And here is the question that came in via Instagram. Just FYI, if you ever interact or leave comments I can and will share them in the public and I'm just saying that in general so you know but I did take the person's name off here um, but this person asked do your kids also believe in Santa I always did but my husband believes it is bastardizing I think the at here is a typo autocorrect for Saint it's bastardizing Saint Nicholas and his legacy and the more I think of it I kind of agree would love to hear your thoughts so thank you for the comment on Instagram and your comment. I would love to hear your thoughts has now turned into a full podcast. So I'm going to jump into this. Does celebrating Santa Claus and doing these customs and gifts uh, and coming down the chimney and stockings and gifts from Santa. Is this all a big lie? Like on Elf, you sit on a throne of lies. Is that what we're really doing to our children? We're breaking the Ten Commandments, or aren't we? So before I tackle that question, I invite you to like this video, give it the thumbs up, share it on Facebook to get some more people here. And of course, if you're new, please consider subscribing. Go to the page and hit the subscribe button, or in the bottom right corner, you can click that subscribe button 
and it'll work as well. We always begin with a prayer, and we'll begin with the Our Father in Latin, the Pater Noster. Oremus nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Pater Noster, qui es in Celi, sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum, fiat voluntas tua, secut in Celo et in Terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis odie, et emite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimittimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, se libera nos amalo. Amen. Nomini Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Okay, so our friend on Instagram asked, is believing in Santa, teaching your children to believe in Santa, is it bastardizing the real Saint Nicholas? And my quick answer is, I don't think so. Um, let me explain what that means. When I was a new dad, first child, I pondered the same question. Am I lying to my child? As a child, I believed in Santa. I believe he brought gifts. I remember waking up probably when I was maybe four or five and going into the living room where the Christmas tree was to see if there were any presents. I think I really wanted Han Solo's Millennium Falcon. That's what I really wanted. And I remember sneaking in to see if it were there. And I remember hearing jingle bells come out of the fireplace. And it startled me. And I ran back to my room because I was convinced Santa was really there. Now, could have been a figment of my imagination. Um, maybe my mom or dad were around the corner and they rang a little bell or something like that. I don't know. But it sure got my attention and I left. So I really believed. And I don't remember when I stopped believing that Santa Claus came down the chimney and brought presents like the Star Wars Millennium Falcon. I don't remember... That I do remember when I was younger, much younger, my mom telling me that Kermit the Frog was not a real person but a puppet, and that really bothered me. <laughs> that was, that, but I don't remember anything dramatic happening about Santa. Now, here's why I—that's th my background and my family. Here's why I don't think it's bastardizing or it's lying or it's deceit or anything like that, because as I had more children, join I have eight children, and we've developed purposefully all of these customs, Catholic customs. And this is one reason why we've, Christmas, our Christmas begins with the children coming forward before we open any presents. Every child genuflects and kisses the Christ child in the manger. That's how we begin Christmas. And then we sing, oh, come let us adore him. That's how we begin. Christmas is Christ-centered. And so December 6th is for Nicholas. Of course, he's a saint of Christ. But there's all this lore, there's all this fun, there's all these games and all these surprises. So as I, when I was a new father, I was worried that this was lying to my children. And as I had children and engaged with my children, I realized that the interior world of a child is about fun and games and role-playing and adventure, and it doesn't require the adult analysis. Let me give you a few examples. Let's say I'm in the backyard trimming a tree or doing some work, and my young son's come up to me like, hey, Dad, you're going to be the bad guy. You just robbed a bank, 
and we are the police officers and you're going to shoot us and we're going to fight back and then we're going to capture you. We're going to put you in, a, in the jail over there. Maybe they point to the corner of the yard or something. Being a fun dad who plays with your children, you don't say, now, wait a second. Now, are you saying I'm a bad person? So I robbed, I'm stealing. What does that say about me? Shouldn't we play another game where we like share and then talk about our emotions and feelings and psychoanalyze? No. What you do is you start going, and they start, and you run around the yard, and they chase you, and then they tackle you, and then they put a rope around your ankle, and they pretend to drag you over into jail, and everybody laughs and has a good time. That's how children play, and that's how you play with your children. Let me give you another example. Y'all all know Maggie, Maggie Power. If I get home from work, and she's like, hey, Dad, let's play house. Okay. She, as the child, is going to create the scenario for the fun. She's like, okay, you're the dad, and we're going to go on a vacation. And before we pack the car, and she might have like a little car here that's like, you know, the car we're packing, but it's too small. Um, okay, you're the dad, and then uh, I'm going to cook the food, and then we're going to pack the car. So that's her little world. Say, okay, let's play. And then she gives me like a teacup and then she starts saying, okay, dad, dinner's almost ready. I don't stop that scenario and say, now, Margaret, you have an Amazon box that you're pretending is an oven and you're putting plastic food in and out of it and you just serve me an empty teacup and the van that we're going to pack for the family vacation is this big. It's too small. It's like, what is this for ants? Must be at least three times bigger. I don't enter into the children's world and start destroying it and devastating it and trying to bring about corrections to the reality. It's a game. It's fun. It's engagement. And so much of having fun with children is telling dad jokes and making puns and entering into a fantasy world where they, you know, they use cushions and chairs and blankets and they build caves that are castles or they're the lair of a tiger and a lion or all of these fantasy worlds. You just engage in it and you have fun and you don't have to pause and bracket the experience and bring in an analysis that in reality would just ruin the whole thing. Does that make sense? And as I was a father and as I learned these things, you know, playing with the children and and even in telling stories at night, you know, we'll tell a story. And then suddenly in this fantastical story that I'm telling, I'll enter in one of my children. And they always like that when they enter into the story. It's completely not true. It's fiction, but it's fun. By the way, my book, I have a trilogy, historical fiction, Sword and Serpent. Do I have a picture of it? I don't. Do I have a copy of it? I don't. Man. Well, anyway, Sword and Serpent, my historical fiction, just hit number one bestseller again on Christian Young Adult Fiction on Amazon.com. Uh, I think this is the third time it's been a number one bestseller. Part of that is because it's Christmas time and people are looking for gifts, so they got my trilogy for uh, a young person in their life, teenager, young adult, or even adult. Um, so check that out. I wish I had a, a picture of Sword and Serpent, but I don't. I've got two, volume two and volume three of the trilogy, but volume one is not here. 
volume two, volume two, volume three. It's about St. George and the dragon. And that whole trilogy started because I was telling stories to my older children about knights and St. George and dragons. And yes, St. Nicholas is a major character in my novel, all three. He is the Gandalf. He is the Padre Pio. He is this mysterious background figure who is always guiding and leading and bringing the best out of a young St. George as he journeys towards the dragon and a bunch of other amazing elements. So if you want to learn more about that, the book's on sale right now for Christmas. It's, uh, I think, $12 and something at Amazon.com. Lots of reviews, bestseller. People always think of me for this book, Infiltration. But until this book, people thought of me for the St. George books. So check it out. Wish I had a picture of it. See, I'm not prepared enough. Anyway, back to Santa Claus. This is part of the fun world of being a parent, being a father, being a mother. So this is what we, we left out last night. A couple cookies. Kids got some carrots. Those are, I think, for a reindeer. A Santa mug with some milk in it. And an icon. And it's part of the fun. And they got up this morning, and especially the young ones, were so excited. They had new shoes. They had a chocolate Santa. And I think the two younger girls had a book that had like, it's kind of like paper dolls where there's like dresses, but it's not paper. It's more like, it might even be magnetic, right? It's just a little thing to play with. And they loved it. And they were so excited and they put their new shoes on, you know, for the day and it was great. And I also got this idea from J.R. Tolkien, the author of The Lord of the Rings. He would write notes to his children from Santa. And I thought, what a cool idea. So I do the same thing every year. And I thought I would share with you the note that Santa, a.k.a. me, wrote to the children. So when they woke up this morning, they found this note. And it reads as thus. This is the 2021 letter. Dear Marshall children, thank you for the cookies. Today is December 6th. You have 19 days to be good and holy. Live for Jesus and obey his teachings. I will visit you again. Christ bless you. Love, St. Nicholas. And then he made a cross right there. They, the, I'm pretty sure the girls squealed when they heard this. It's, it's so fun. They love it. It's a great way to begin the day. And I don't think it bastardizes it at all. In fact, I when, last night when we put this icon out, Margaret, my six-year-old, looked at this and she goes, that's what Santa Claus really looks like when she saw this. That's what Santa Claus really looks like. And then I think it was Elizabeth, the next sister up, she's like, yeah, he's invisible because he lives in heaven. Okay? So they are getting some of these things. I think they realize that the Coca-Cola Santa Claus, basically this one right here, that that's not real, you know. They don't believe he's just a fat guy who drinks Coke. Um, but part of the mystery and part of the fun is still involved in it. So I hope that answers the question to the uh, young mother who asked me on Instagram. Wrong one. Here it is. 
um, does doing the Santa stuff bastardize the real St. Nicholas? I don't think so. As a matter of fact, a lot of the stories about St. Nicholas are kind of hagiographical. Like one of the classic stories about St. Nicholas that I tell my children is how he rescued the three murdered children that were in pickle barrels that had been pickled. If you don't know that story, it's really interesting. Um, is that true? Maybe, maybe not. It is a late medieval legend, but I still tell that story about St. Nicholas to my children, and they think it's really fun to listen to. So um, someone says, are Santa and St. Nick the same? Yes. Yeah, so Santa Claus is a Germanic diminutive for San, San Nicholas. Nicholas, Klaus, Klaus. Here the Nicholas, Klaus at the end. So Santa Claus is just a shortened diminutive of Santos Nicholas. That's the Latin, Santos Nicholas. Okay. So yeah, it's the same person. One has been sort of commercialized. Um, that's the Santa with the white beard and the red outfit. And, you know, and my kids, like, they'll say, uh, I saw something on TV or my friend said Santa Claus has a wife, but he's a priest, so how could he have a wife? And I'm like, exactly. There's no way he has a wife. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's not true. That's not true. So there it is. It's fun. It's called playing with your children and having fun. It's about telling stories, role-playing, you know, playing cops and robbers or playing house or playing you know, lions and tigers and cowboys and Indians and all these things. This is what makes childhood fun. Why take it away from them? It's fun. All right. We all have a happy St. Nicholas. I'm going to be back today at 2 Central. I'm going to talk about this um, interesting situation where a Greek Orthodox priest um, started saying Pope Francis is a heretic. Hereticos, hereticos, over and over and over, and the police nabbed him. And uh, it was super embarrassing for the Greeks that a Greek Orthodox priest was calling Pope Francis a heretic. I'm going to talk about whether that's a big deal, whether it's accurate. That'll be at 2 o'clock today. The video's already posted, so if you're a subscriber, you'll be notified, which is a good reminder for me right now to say, if you're new, please subscribe and hit the notification bell and you'll be notified whenever I go live. Sometimes I do topics like this, which are more personal about St. Nicholas. Sometimes I do news, like this thing with Pope Francis and the Greek priest and the heretic. Sometimes I do church history. Sometimes I do philosophy. Sometimes I do theology. We do all kinds of things. So if you want to be notified, make sure that you do subscribe. All right, we're going to now pray. We'll pray the Hail Mary. Together, oremus. Nomini Patris, et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu in mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, or prenobis peccatoribus, nunc editor mortis nostre. Amen. And to thank God for St. Nicholas, we'll pray the glory be. Gloria Patri, et Filii, et Spiritui Sancto. Sicuterat in principio, et nunc et semper. In secula seculorum. Amen. Nomini Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. All right, friends, thanks for watching. Make sure that you're praying the rosary every day. Wednesday is the Feast of the Immaculate Conception. You can be sure I'm going to do a video on that. Of course, I already have many videos on that dogma. 
on that teaching here on the podcast and on YouTube and on iTunes and Amazon, Audible, everywhere where this podcast is syndicated, you can learn about that. But I will be doing something fresh this week. And let's see what else. Thanks to all the Patreons who support this show. If you want to become a Patreon and support my work and get some free signed books and other cool things, go to patreon.com forward slash drtaylormarshall. If you want to find a traditional community, you want to move, you want to sell your house and move to a good place like Texas or Kansas City or Coeur d'Alene, Go to realestateforlife.org, realestateforlife.org. They can put you in touch with a good pro-life, Catholic-minded real estate agent who can help you in that transition. And if you do, let them know you heard about it at the Dr. Taylor Marshall Podcast Show. Anything else we need to cover? Oh, another announcement. I've been talking over at Instagram, Instagram Live. You can follow me over there at Dr. Taylor Marshall on Instagram. And... Um, We've been talking about NFTs, non-fungible tokens. So they've encouraged me, and we're going to move forward to it. We're going to somehow create some NFTs, non-fungible tokens, and they're going to be themed on like the top however many catchphrases or words from this podcast. So Jesuitical finesse, or that's legit, or my wife Joy, or ex-Cardinal McCarrick, or whatever. The common things that keep repeating over and over, themes on this show, we're going to make into NFTs. I don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to do it. So if you have any ideas, uh, leave a comment or do some, uh, say something in the live chat. We'll see how that goes. All right, remember, our Lord Jesus Christ is you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty. God bless and Godspeed. Happy Feast Day of St. Nicholas, and I'll be back here at 2 p.m. Central Time USA to talk about the Greek priest calling Pope Francis hereticos, heretic, heretical, a heretic. Till then, bye.